0: Anurima, welcome back to Pass the Mic. Um, This week we have a jam session for you guys. So get ready to hear some beautiful tunes. Um, And we're going to be talking about Indian classical music. So we have three guests here with us today. um, And they're going to introduce themselves now.
1: Hi, I'm Sriva. I'm a uh, second year master's student um, in getting a degree in material science and engineering. And I sing Carnatic music, also known as South Indian classical music.
2: Hi, my name is Krithika. I am a senior studying mechanical engineering and cellular molecular biology. Uh, My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I also sing Carnatic music.
3: Hi, I'm Isha. I'm a junior studying electrical engineering, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. And I, I sing Hindustani classical music.
0: So now we're just gonna ask you guys a few questions just about like your journey and um, like singing Indian classical music. so how when did you guys get started?
2: I got started when I was in third grade and I distinctly remember asking my mom that I really wanted to take dance classes. But we lived in an apartment, like, on the second floor, my mom's like, if you dance, you're going to wake up all the neighbors, and they're going to start complaining, so I'll put you in music class instead. And I remember in the beginning when I joined, I was like, what is this? But then now, (laughs) I've been learning for about 12 years now, and I really enjoyed it. I think it's been a really large part of, like, my childhood growing up, and, like, helped me stay connected to my culture, and, like, it gives me something to talk to with my grandparents and stuff, so it's really been great.
3: Yeah, I, on the other hand, do not distinctly remember when I started learning Hindustani, Um but I just remember uh, very vaguely uh, when I was about three years old. Uh, so I'm I'm Gujarati. It's Gujarat is a is a part in India, and uh, in Gujarat there's this festival called Navratri, um, and so uh, there are music music and dance festivals called uh, you do like these garbas, um, and so my dad. Uh, was singing at one of them and I remember listening to him and just being really inspired by it so yeah
1: Uh, I started uh, once we moved to the U.S. from India when I was about five years old Um, so I've been learning for about 21 years now wow I'm old um anyway um (laughs) but yeah uh, I think it's I think one of the most important things for it for me personally is helping me kind of find an identity um being a first-generation South Asian Indian um, because you get kind of one sort of things from your parents um, like the very cultured Indian side and then you're in a whole different world once you start like your education and go out in the world so it helps you kind of form that identity that you have, you either have to be one or the other.
0: So in the beginning we asked you to introduce whether or not you're a Carnatic or Hindustani. Um, And so I just want to make sure our listeners understand the differences between the two. So if you guys could just speak about what is Carnatic and what is Hindustani and just a few things about why they're different or similar.
2: So Carnatic music, um, which is the music that I practice and I learn, um, is South Indian classical music. So it originated in southern India, and a lot of the compositions are typically in South Indian languages like Tamil, Kannada, Telugu, Malayalam, and it's typically characterized with really heavy gamakas, and we can talk about that more later as well, but gamakas are like the connections between the notes and the inflections that you give in your voice, and that's something that's very characteristic of South Indian classical music.
3: Um, So Hindustani classical music um, is a North Indian... Uh, music style that originated in North India, um, and the languages that um, that you can sing Hindustani in are in Hindi, Gujarati, uh, Punjabi, and other other North Indian languages, Um, and one big one big thing about Hindustani classical is um, its focus on uh, vocals and instrumentals um, more so than just uh, more so than just the thal and everything. the tune is like really important in Hindustani. And then Shiva, do you want to explain what
0: a raga and a thalam is?
1: Sure. Um, so raga is basically, uh, if you think about it in a Western way, it's like the scale of the composition that you're singing. And the tala is basically the rhythm. Um, so you can have like a, for example, an eight, eight beat thala, a six beat thala, seven. Um, but yeah, if you want to add anything else to that,
2: yeah, and just to elaborate a little bit on dragem, for those of you that are musically inclined, you can think of it a little bit like relative scales. So you have like your keys, like G sharp, A major, and things like that, and those are all like absolute pitches and absolute scales. So for in this instance, um, if we take and start a scale in at A, and then we take all the relative half steps and whole steps for a particular ragam. And that will be the same ragam even if you start that scale at F, or you start that scale at D. So it's really much about the relative distance between the notes rather than the absolute scale.
3: Yeah, and then to add to that, um, in a rag, uh, in Hindustani you call it a rag, um, it's basically, like, you have multiple multiple notes, a selection of notes that give a certain feeling, um, and so each drag has its own name, and the name is originated in a language called Sanskrit. Um, and yeah, so they're all just combinations of notes, and they are supposed to invoke a certain feeling at a certain time of the day as well. Do you
0: want to uh, do one? Sure. A seal. Yeah.
2: So. um For instance, we can take this uh, ragam called Kalyani in Carnatic music. Its Hindustani equivalent is Yaman. Yeah, and if we take this scale um, and we start, um, it'll go like this. So, the notes that I sang there are kind of like do, re, mi um, for equivalent. So, they don't really mean anything, but they are placeholders for the seven notes that are in the scale.
3: Yeah, and in Hindustani, the scale sounds like this. One difference um, that I could already tell was like I started on uh, the note ni, which is just one note lower than, or half half step lower than um, what our scale is. Um, yeah, and got started on Sa.
1: Uh, no. If you guys got it.
3: Yeah, if you
0: guys want to sing. I feel like now we're in like a more like exploratory mode so if there's anything that you want to show off anything that you want the listeners to know like go for it you can also just sing a full piece Um, yeah feel free to just go for it
1: Uh, one thing I just want to add on that I feel like we kind of missed a little bit um, one big thing about both Carnatic and Hindustani music is there's a lot of um, improvisational aspects Um, you you can kind of think of it like almost jazz like Uh, so that kind of Makes it very unique in addition to the compositions that are written. Ah, uh, sure. Do you mind give me a D?
0: Yes. We
4: can't. Cut. It's fine. Mmm.
3: <clears throat> okay, so this is also in Ragyaman, uh, we will continue on that vein. Um, I am going to be singing a piece called Edi Ali Piyabin and I learned this piece my freshman year of high school um, when I decided I wanted to take Indian classical music very, very seriously um, and yeah. So I really like this piece, it's my favorite, favorite uh, Hindustani piece. <clears throat>
5: A ah, nere ga ga ma ba ma ga resa, eri Alipi sakhi eri Ali Piabina Saki Kalana up at the Mohang Hardy Pile Chinadin Cullan up at the Mohang Ali Piabina Saki Eddie Ali Piabina Jabu Sapi up. जब से पिया पर देस गवन की रतिया कटत मुरितार गिन गिन रतिया कटत मुरितार गिन गिन एरी आली पिया बिन सक्खेरी आली पिया बिन
2: I will also be doing a short composition in Kalyani, which is the Karnatic counterpart to Yemen. Um, so the song that I will be presenting is in the Adi Dharam, which is an eight beat structure um, for the bass meter. And then it is about, um, the song is about um, the mother goddess, um, Amba or Meenakshi. And the meaning of the song basically says that in all of this world, you are the only one there for me and I've struggled so hard, I've danced so much, and I can't anymore. Can you please save
6: me? Mm
1: For my song, we actually have a ragam in Carnatic music called Yaman Kalyani. Um, it's kind of kind of like a mix between like uh, classical Carnatic Kalyani and the Hindustani um, Yaman. Um, so I thought I'd mix it up a little bit. Mm. It's also set to an eight-beat
4: Adi Thalam cycle. hari smarne ma Need an Arab, her is my name, my do. Need an Yeh darab, hihi, Kanti ravanani sida dhurita gaja Kanti ravanani sida sharanagatab Reksha Bavan Nisha Nagata Reksha Bavan Nihadismerene Mardo Niran Tere Perakati Keb Yiduni Dareb Hadismerene Shreesha Purindara, Vitalarayana, Shreesha Purindara, Vitalarayana, Shreesha Purindara, Vitalarayana, shishṭi guḍe ye shishṭi
0: Okay, so... Taking a break from singing, do you guys mind talking about what music means to you and what point with music are you at? That's abstract, purposefully.
3: I feel like I have so much to say about this because, as an engineering student, you know, coming out of high school, I had a lot of expectations about you know the amount of time I was gonna have to put into music and. Um, I just took that time for granted in high school. I, I feel like um, coming to college, like, your schedules are just so, uh, lack of a better word, whack. Um, like, I mean, I can't really describe it better. Um, <laughs> there's just no time. And I feel like when I have that time, those 10 minutes, you know, once every other day or once a day to, like, sit down and relax and just sing it feels like I'm singing for me and not not for anybody else. Um, and it feels like I'm taking care of myself. So it's definitely a highlight in my day.
1: Sure, I'll go next. Um, so I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier in terms of it helped me develop kind of an identity within the community I was in. Um, but if I were to add to that, I would also say taught me a lot of life lessons in terms of um, how to properly work hard and learn from the beginning to get to like a certain level. Um, and also, like basic principles like being humble and that sort of thing. Um, as to where I'm at, um, I, I was performing a lot a couple years ago. Um, I've kind of stopped that basically since I've been in grad school. But um, kind of like Isha just mentioned, um, I use it, I sing mostly for myself now, just practice as a stress relief. And um, yeah, so that's where I'm at currently.
2: I think for me, music has always been a way to stay connected to my culture, and that's something that I had touched on a little bit before. And I think that it provided a bridge for me to better understand my my own heritage and better understand my parents. I remember when I would learn songs in Tamil, and that's my native language, um, and that's the language my parents speak if I didn't know how to say something or I didn't know what something meant, I could have that discussion with my mom and it kind of facilitated me learning more about the language and facilitated me learning more about like other customs. And I learned a lot about like just Indian culture in general by music, which was kind of a byproduct and that was something that I've always cherished as I've learned music. I think right now I'm still learning, still trying, still failing, still looking at different ways that I can improve and Definitely over the years I think there's been moments where I didn't know if I was cut out for it or I didn't know if I could do it anymore or had to find that motivation again and I'm really happy that I've kind of worked through all that and still maintained it and I think that's been one of like a defining characteristics of my life and like having music be a part of that so that's something that I really appreciate.
0: This is sort of a sad question, but I was talking to someone the other day, and like I, I love music, like all types of music, and I just was thinking, like, what would the world be without music? I think music is so good at
2: conveying emotions. I think words are good too, but there, there's something about it when you sing and there's a certain melody or a tune that touches your heart, or you listen to a song that you haven't heard in a couple years and it'll take you right back to those memories and those feelings that you had and i think that like complexity of emotion that that we're able to feel because of music would definitely be something that we'd miss from the world without it and that would be sad so
1: yeah i think things would be a lot more dull in general car rides would be a lot more boring
3: <laughs> uh yeah i'm i'm not really sure what else i can add to this but i think that you know if music wasn't there i don't think any of the motivation that i have to do anything else would Exist at all Um, because I listen to music on my way to class and I'm thinking about tunes on my way to class, and music is pretty much anything I ever think about in the back of my head outside of classes. So, (laughs) yeah, I could not imagine life without music.
2: So, next we're going to look at Gamakas with Hindustani and Carnatic music. So, as I mentioned earlier, Gamakas are the connections between the notes and the inflections that we give in our voices. So for instance, for that scale that I sang at the very beginning, all of those oscillations that I'm giving are examples of gamakas. And those connections between the notes are the gamakas. And they're really distinctive features of any ragam. So we can take another ragam and show the gamakas in that as well.
1: Sure. uh, so, there's a lot of permutations and combinations in ragas you could do. Uh, for example, another raga, it's called Charukesi.
4: It goes. Mm. So,
1: as you can see, it's kind of. It, it's um, it's like a major scale halfway up, and it's a minor scale for the other half. And then
2: you could even take
1: like
6: another ragam like paidavi, yeah. um in Carnatic music, and that has also has a different flavor of gamakas as well. Right. <laughs> so the whole flavor it plain, it sounds different too. That flavor
2: of Paidavi and what Paidavi needs in Carnatic music is absent without those Gamakas. Those Gamakas are really what bring the Ragam to life.
3: Yeah, I actually didn't know that that's what Paidavi sounded like in Carnatic. Um, in Hindustani, it sounds different. Um,
5: and so there are also some,
3: uh, uh, in Hindustani, you do a lot of uh, like sliding between notes too. Um, those are called means. Uh, and that's definitely a very common thing that you can, f- you find. But uh, yeah, I didn't know that Pairavi sounded like that in Karnataka. In, uh, there are different notes.
2: Yeah, I think uh, your Baitavi is like our Sindhu Baitavi. Yeah, something like that. Yeah.
1: One other thing with um, Ragam is they don't have to be like completely linear and they don't. And they, they often skip notes as well um, within like the seven note scale. Like you can have a five note scale, six note scale. Um, one example of one that uh, kind of skips notes and is not linear is called Riti um, Gole in the Carnatic version. It goes. In,
2: we will be doing some like a circle of like different swadams that we'll be singing and notes that we'll be singing in the ragam Kalyani. So we're going to bring it back to Kalyani and its counterpart in Hindustani, Yaman. Mm-hmm. And we'll kind of showcase how some of these notes can get pieced together and the way they flow to bring some light onto the flavor of the ragam and how it differs between North Indian classical music and South Indian classical music.
6: Mm-hmm. a
5: ni re ga
4: Sakari Nirisa pa ma ga re sa
6: sa ga ri ni ri sa da sa ni da sa
5: NIR GAMAPA AMA GARE GAMAPA
4: Dhani gare sanipadharisani dhamapa Sani gare saa
6: GAMAPA Dhamapa Dhani pah Dhani sarisani dhamapa Dhani gare saa re
5: ma pa ni sa ni re ma ni sa sa ni pa ma pa magare.
4: Sari sani da ni ni sani da pada sani da pa sa ni da gari, gari sa
6: sari gari ga ma ga ma ba ma pada da ba ma pada ni da ba ma ba da ba.
5: sa sani sa ni, ni ni da ba ni sa.
4: Sarisa sani sa da ni sani da da ba da sani da da ba ba ma ni da
6: ba da da ba ba sani ni ni da ba <laughs>
2: So we're all a part of Michigan Sahana, which is an Indian classical music and dance organization on campus. And I've been a part of Michigan Sahana for four years, going on five now. And it's honestly one of it's been a really great experience. And we put on three shows a year. So we actually have our fall show coming up on November 8th. Um, it's called Panchabhutam, and typically our fall shows are all themed. So Panchabhutham is about the five elements, and we know that across a lot of different cultures, people talk about elements forming our universe and the significance of these elements like earth, air, fire, wind, and water. And so we'll be performing a uh, concert that with different pieces that highlights these elements and the way they're presented and portrayed within Indian culture.
3: It is also a free performance, so you should come. Uh, Mendelssohn Theater. Go follow Michigan Zahana on Instagram and Facebook.
0: Thank you guys for listening to our first jam session. Um, We will be back Mondays weekly. Subscribe, follow. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to pass the mic.